Today's episode is brought to you by Chiropractic Mastery. Wouldn't it be great if your spinal problems and misalignments could correct themselves? And if you didn't need the same thing done to you every time you visit the office, best of all, what if your chiropractor could check and tell when your body didn't need any help that day at all? MC2 chiropractors correct nervous system imbalances directly so the body is best able to correct the spinal misalignment on its own. This is done without twisting, popping, cracking, or causing pain. It's so honoring to the body that most people experience a tremendous amount of improvement very quickly, often without the soreness and stiffness that may follow a more traditional chiropractic adjustment. Your chiropractor can find out more by visiting chiropracticmastery.com and checking the seminars tab. And if you're looking for a chiropractor that will custom build the most painless yet effective chiropractic adjustment for you on every visit to the office, go to chiropracticmastery.com and click on the referrals tab. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. And today we're going to end my uh, compendium of interviews that we did back in 2018 with uh, my good friend, Dr. Mike Lynch, coming out of Colorado. Mike and I talk about pediatric practice. Um, we talk about taking care of children. We talk about chiropractic. Um, and we talk about a lot of things that are really relevant to modern family chiropractors. So if you're a chiropractor, dig into this one. If you're a parent, just sit back and enjoy the awesome stories. And uh, I know you guys will enjoy this interview with Dr. Mike Lynch. All right, guys, here we are. We're at it one more time. It's for our third interview of the day. Uh, I'm Dr. Daniel Bronstein. As you guys know, I'm here with my good friend, Mike Lynch, all the way out in Boulder, Colorado. Um, Admittedly, Mike and I were just talking in our in our pre-chat about how uh, I haven't had solid food now in almost six days, so I'm starting to get a little loopy. Uh, so if I trip over my words or I have a hard time uh, finishing the interview, Mike, you you can take the reins, okay? I got you covered, man. All right, buddy. Um, okay, so uh, Mike and I have known each other for a little while now. Um, I've kind of seen what he has to offer, um, but. After speaking to Ian Stolman today and then speaking to my buddy Marty all the way over in Amsterdam, um, I finally have a guy on the interview that's uh, very much like me in terms of how we practice, right? Um, Marty has a, a totally different SOT-based practice. Ian has a, a really robust perinatal practice, um, but we see kids and families. That's what we do. So, Mike, yeah. I want you to tell everybody who you are. Um, kind of fill us in and um, then let's start talking about how things are going over there in Boulder. Okay. Yeah. Right on. So, Hey, Mike Lynch uh, practice in Boulder, Colorado. We've been in practice um, coming up on five years later this year. Uh, yeah. I, I just love chiropractic, man. I was having a lot of conversations with, with patients this morning. I mean, we run um, a full family practice, so we haven't pigeonholed ourselves into pediatrics, prenatal, postnatal stuff. We're just, straight family. Uh, I love to see families. Um, it's just, it's just so damn fun, man. It's, it's so, so, so much fun seeing full families. Um, I posted a picture up on Instagram this morning. We had a bunch of boys in here yesterday and they totally wrecked our play area. 
in uh, we have this teepee and I just put a, a post up on Instagram this morning on this is what happens when when boys take over the teepee and play area um but it's just so fun man you know it's I, I just love chiropractic we um uh, we do a lot with the birth community, even though we're, we're a family practice, we do a lot with the birth community here in Boulder, um, the birth center of Boulder. And, and we just, we see a lot of doulas, a lot of midwives, um, uh, the birth center, or I'm sorry, the, the birth community in Boulder is very, very big, the natural birth. There's a lot of practitioners. Um, you know, the natural food industry is, is, is pretty much based out of Boulder is a huge, huge hub for it. Um, but chiropractic is alive and well. Um, there's, uh, a lot of different types of chiropractic, right? If you want to call it, um, I think chiropractic is one thing, one thing only, but um, a lot of other people don't think so here, uh, as we could probably talk about for hours. But um, we all we do here is chiropractic. That's it. We don't sell anything else. Um, you know, one of my mentors opening up was Michael Viscarelli, and his big thing was keeping the main thing the main thing, and that really um, rang true to me. And um, it's one thing that people appreciate a lot about our practice. Our practice is ADIO Health Chiropractic. So um, ADIO Health Chiropractic, if you ever want to look us up on social media um, or if anyone has any questions, uh, we're going to need a, another associate probably at the end of the year. So if anyone's looking and putting a plug out, we need some help. Um, Shameless plug. That's it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not holding back. So, um, so that's us in a nutshell. I'm married, got three kiddos. Um, this is my second career. I was in medical device sales before I became a chiropractor. So it's totally the other end of the spectrum, um, which is why I'm hundred percent sold out and committed to, um, the principal chiropractic. So why, why Cairo, Mike, how did you get into chiropractic? If you were selling medical devices, I'm curious. It's a great question. Um, I moved back from San Diego. I called my buddy and I said, Hey, I need a CrossFit gym. I need a chiropractor. And he referred me to both. Um, I was having trouble sleeping at the time. Um, and nothing to do with pain, uh, but I went in, had my spine assessed. Um, Dr. James Judge in St. Charles, Illinois, comes from, from a family of chiropractors. I think they're at like number 40 now, the Judge crew. Um, pretty incredible uh, lineage, um, but he just poured into us a lot of education. Um, and so I was going in to get adjusted and then going into the OR and there was a big disconnect. Um, but at the time, our three-year-old son at the time, he was three at the time, Cohen, he's having troubles digesting food or he's having troubles going to the bathroom. He's a ton of digestive issues. He was always a sick kid. Um, he had an he had a, a re adverse reaction to um, a vaccination um, or seven when he was uh, in between like 12 to, to 18 months or he's right around 15 months. Um, so I finally talked my wife into coming to see Dr. James and she literally sat through the doctor's report crying um, super emotional that she finally found an answer for, for a little boy. So we brought him in. Um, like you and I, I typically don't x-ray kids, but we suspected a structural issue in Cohen's spine. And lo and behold, he had, he had a big old curve in his lumbar spine at three years old. And as we know, if the brain can't communicate with the body, the body's not going to function well. So um, literally after his first adjustment um, to C1, stimulate that vagus nerve, stimulate the parasympathetics, um, started going to the bathroom regularly. And honestly, God, Dan, I don't think he got sick for four years. Um, and after uh, he was under care for a while, um, started asking James questions and he took us to a seminar down in Florida. And when I got back, I quit my job with Stryker and then um, my wife quit going to school and we moved to Davenport, Iowa and went to the Fountainhead. And um, yeah, then we moved out. We moved out here, graduated in June, uh, moved out here August 2nd and opened the doors December 1st of 2014. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's a great story, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. 
I talked about this the last two seasons ad nauseum, but it never fails to amaze me the stories of our colleagues and how they get into chiropractic, you know, because I, I graduated from a college in California that yep. didn't teach any chiropractic philosophy, no philosophy at all, period, mm-hmm. um, because philosophy is a bad word when you're a healer, apparently, which makes no freaking sense. But um, I find that most of us came from adversity in one way or another, and that's how chiropractic manifested. Um, yep. You know, my story, which I've shared multiple times on this podcast is, you know, I didn't get adjusted until I was in my 20s. Um, right. But looking back at my whole history, and even just, we, we did our first perfect storm workshop last month, and I was reading through all the copy before I was doing a, um, a, a dress rehearsal, I realized like, shoot, man, I was exactly that kid. I was that kid from the minute I was freaking born and I had no answers until I became a chiropractor. Um, yeah. The nervous system is the master controller of the body. And if the nervous system cannot communicate, there will be dysfunction and dis-ease. It does not happen any other way. When you reconnect that nervous system, right? You reconnect that ability to balance gas and brake pedal. The body naturally starts to heal because we're running the biological program, the directive that it starts with from the very get-go. Now, if we didn't have as much birth trauma, we didn't have as much environmental toxicity, and we didn't have as much emotional stress, then we wouldn't have as many problems as we see in, uh, in our practices. But we do, yes. so we see these things. Um, let's, let's talk about this. I, I, wanna, I wanna draw a line, and I've done this in the last couple of interviews. I like, I like the way the different interviewers uh, answer this question. I want to draw a line between these patients. Let's say, let's say we have, you know, a a kiddo um, who has some sensory issues and chiropractic. How do the two connect? Because yes, I get it. The nervous system controls everything and there's interference to the nervous system that creates ill health. But why, why the spine? Why chiropractic? Where, where's that connection? So, um, I think one of the most common thrown around quotes, right, is 90% of the nutrition, 90% of the inputs of the brain comes from motion of the spine. So it's the conduit between the brain and the body. And I mean, really, a lot of people think, I mean, the general public, and even some chiropractors, I guess, think the brain is just telling things what to do, right? I would say it's um, better sensory than motor, as we know. Um, so that's why we always, we, we, we talk about, you know, we, have, we do neurologically based chiropractic, right? Well, chiropractic is neurologically based. And when we... The chiropractic is neurologically based talk. or it's mechanical well, manipulation, right? It's not chiropractic. Right, exactly. Rack them and crack them, yep. Um, so, uh, what was I getting at? Oh, the, the perfect storm, right? And so that's why I love the communication of what Tony has put together with how he educates, because when we go over the four D's or the five D model, um, whether we're doing a perfect storm talk or whether we're in the reporter findings room, room going over a scans or just talking to the parents, the most, we always joke, the most common response is, huh? Because it makes so much sense. Right. When you start with this, with, with dyskinesia, with just talking about abnormal motion movement in the top part of the neck, which leads to different disaffrontation, just abnormal input to the brain, nociception, leads to dysautonomia and imbalance in the nervous system. You just tell them the body will never heal in a state of, state of imbalance. They don't have to have their doctorate. They don't have to understand chiropractic at all to understand that. 
and which leads to dyspnea, right? That abnormal output. That's the behavior. That's what people are diagnosing and labeling, which leads to a disconnected kid. So if you want to can, if you want to actually connect, I'm sorry, correct the output, correct the behavior, you have to correct the input. How we do that? Specific neurologically based chiropractic care. When you put good input to the brain, or I'm sorry, good input to the spine, you're going to provide good input to the brain. You're going to calm the nervous system, right? You're going to tap the brakes, okay, over time, which is going to allow the body to heal. It's going to allow that body to come back in a more parasympathetic state. Yeah, I mean, you you said it brilliantly. I'm glad you brought up the five Ds because we're gonna have Tony on the podcast probably in a couple of weeks or so once he, his schedule starts settling down. I'm gonna have him talk about a little bit more about you know that model. But I think it's enough for parents to understand that if the spine isn't moving correctly, the nervous system is not getting input. If the nervous system isn't getting input, the autonomic system, which helps you to heal. Uh, gets imbalanced. And when that happens, energy output is is completely changed. And that's when we see these kids having all sorts of crazy reactions to, you know, relatively innocuous stimuli. Um, subluxation, uh, it, it's, it's so common now that pretty much every single person that you see on the street would benefit from seeing a chiropractor. Um, as a matter of fact, in my career, I've seen two babies two babies out of tens of thousands of patients that I've cared for that have not needed to be adjusted after they've been born. Uh, Guzman says that 80% of children are going to be born with some sort of a subluxation. It's closer to probably 95%, I'd say, in my practice. Um, if it's not an upper cervical sublux, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would put it up there as well. Yeah, it's high. It's really, really high. And, you know, it, it has a lot to do with how traumatic birth is in this in this community, how, how traumatic it is in the United States, especially, um, and how difficult it is for moms to have either unmedicated births or unaugmented births. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we could talk about there. But uh, suffice it to say, by the time the kids get to our office, if they've been subluxated since the beginning of life, uh, or, you know, even in utero or birth, it doesn't matter. I mean, they've been subluxated for a long time, even if they're two weeks old. Um, it is incumbent on the chiropractor to look at those neurological metrics, uh, figure out which ones aren't working correctly, and then correct them over time and make sure that you're reliably measuring whether or not they're about to fall back out of position again. Because you can subluxate yourself by, you know, falling out of your chair. You can subluxate yourself by going over the handlebars on your BMX bike like I did when I was a kid. Um, you name it. Like how many times do we see kids falling off of couches and falling off of beds and falling out of their cribs? Like you subluxate yourself just by looking at these kids by, uh, right now. So um, mm -hmm. the next question, and this is something that I know exactly what you're going to say, but the next question is how do you know, how do you know if the nervous system is functioning the way it's supposed to? You analyze, right? And you detect for, for vertebral subluxation. So we use um, the insight Okay, so the neurothermal, that's what we use. Um, we also use postural assessment, right? I mean, posture is the window to the spine, right? So when we, that's a, that's a big, in, in, the, in the way that we, we just have them stand, right? Just look at them. And, and we, we're, when we're doing this, we're also communicating it to the parents. I think that's the most important part is, is we're making it make so much sense that they can't deny the fact that we can help them. Um, and that, those are the two biggest things. If we ever suspect a structural issue like scoliosis or something like that, um, I don't mind x-raying uh, kids. I typically don't x-ray kids. Um, I'll x-ray every single adult that comes to the practice. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's 100% neurothermal, um, inside subluxation station. Yeah. I mean, I, that was another loaded question. Like I wanted you to talk a little bit about substation because, um, out of, out of the 35 interviews that we've done on this podcast, we haven't talked about it one time. I don't think, um, for those of you guys who, you know, don't, don't see me or Dr. Mike, um, a substation is a fancy computerized device that measures certain outcomes that are essential to having a healthy nervous system. The first one is a heart rate variability analysis. And those of you guys who have Gen 3 and Gen 4 Apple Watches can test your heart rate variability. Um, the, the devices are not as robust as the devices that we use, but they still measure whether or not you have equal uh, distances between your QRS peaks. These are the dub and the lub dub of your heartbeat. Um, having a good heart rate variability indicates that you can recover from injury correctly, that you can adapt to the effects of stress correctly. And if you can't, ill health will follow. Uh, so it's probably one of the most important things that I look at in my particular office. Uh, the second thing is a thermogram. Now, thermal measures heat coming off of the spine on the left versus the right side. It measures whether or not there are focal points of irritation at the level of the nerve root when it pops out of the spine. Uh, thermography has been used for years, decades, in fact, uh, by chiropractors to determine subluxation patterns. Um, and then the last thing we look at is surface electromyography, uh, or SEMG, which is uh, muscle uh, tone. It, it looks through muscle tone through skin impedance, uh, which is measuring electrical currents through the skin and tells us whether or not the muscles in the back are firing correctly. If they're not, there's a good possibility that things are trying to compensate or pull for chronic subluxation patterns. Um, the three of those things together give us a really clear picture of overall how the neurology is functioning. And if there's anything, uh, it comes out with what's called a core score, which is an aggregate of all three. If there's anything less than an 80% in my clinic, that is a problem. 80% is about the fail safe point. And we have people coming in, kids now that are coming in who are in the 60s, uh, who are in the 50s. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, this is not something that we've had. To, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, kids are just tapped from the get-go, man. I mean, stressful pregnancies. I mean, that's we, we typically know that's where it starts, right? Just a fear-based pregnancy. Um, and then throw in, you know, interventions at birth, whether it's C-section or a subs vacuum um, or even vaginal births, you know. I mean, they could, it's still a stressful entrance into the world. Um, and then, you know, as, as they grow up, they're being labeled, they're putting on, they're being put on drugs, um, they're just adaptability is, is so, so low that these kids are having such huge health challenges so early on in life. It, like it makes me fearful for our next generation to be 100% honest. That's why we've, we've just chatted about, um, and, and Tony talks about it a lot, like the loudest voice. It's not the literally the loudest voice, like yelling and screaming. It's getting out in your community and educating your community on the importance of getting your kids checked right away at birth. Because yeah. we know, you and I know it, all of our practices, you know, 95% of kids, if not 100% of kids are coming in so excited. I mean, from, from the get-go, that's why kids, and, and then throw in all of these other issues with lip ties, tongue ties, MTHFR, that's been coming up a ton in our practice. Yeah, um, yeah this, we, we've got to make a change, you know, and it starts with us principal chiropractors getting out there and educating our communities and, and educating the other birth practitioners as well on the importance of getting the kids checked and so yeah. we have something in the works with um some local providers about including a chiropractic wellness visit at four weeks old for all of their moms and their kids that get um that have their babies at this particular location mm. um details will hopefully be announced um soon but it's in the works and so That's how awesome. freaking cool is that 
Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a topic that um, Ian Stolman and I talked about, which is you know how how do we how do we help people understand what chiropractic is? And this is a topic that maybe you and I can go into a little bit more deeply. I I find myself thinking about this all the time. If chiropractic was easy to understand, then everybody would do it, right? But it sure. isn't, and the reason it isn't is because it is so different than everything else, mm-hmm. right? Western medicine is allopathic. It's very reductionist. It's there's a symptom. Let's kill the symptom. Chiropractic is much more about looking at the causes of problems and reducing the causes. And when the causes go away, the effects also go away. But most people will come into a chiropractic office with an allopathic mindset, get on the table and assume that you're going to fix their bad back in one adjustment. And that's not at all how it works. Can chiropractic help with bad backs? Yes, it can. But I I said this on the podcast before, and I'll say it again, going to the chiropractor for the back pain is like going to the gas station for the coffee. Like you're missing the point. So when we see kids, kids do not have back pain. Kids do not have neck pain. They should not have neck pain or back pain. They should not have headaches. Admittedly, admittedly some do, but um, there's, there's a big problem, I think, because when people come into the chiropractor, they assume like, well, why are you seeing kids? Because they don't have these conditions. Um, everything that Mike just talked to you about is a perfect reason why all healthcare providers need to be referring to chiropractors and vice versa, why parents need to have their kids checked as soon as humanly possible, regardless of the symptoms, and make sure that they're getting checked for the rest of their lives because subluxation happens. It happens as a result of the stresses that we put on our bodies. Um, so you can either choose to live with a lot of white noise and fuzz in the nervous system, or you can live with a clear nervous system and allow your body to heal effectively, right? That's why kids in our offices don't get sick as often. That's why they don't have as many ear infections. That's why they have lower incidence of things like asthma. And then we start getting into the sensory processing stuff. That's why the majority of our kids in our office do way better than their classmates with regards to sensory processing, ADHD, and even kids on the autism spectrum. So um, I know you know this. Yeah, yeah. And kids typically respond so, so well, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible how well most kids will respond. Obviously, it's a little bit different um, when you're dealing with some of the neuro issues and sensory and, and autism and those types of things. But I mean, ear infections and, and things like that are just that are that are considered so, so common and somewhat normal to some people. Um, like they just don't happen. Like my two youngest kids have never had one ear infection. You know, they never had one drug. When you tell when you tell parents that, they're they like it's it's like we have three eyes right and it shouldn't be that way like we're born to be well we're born to be healthy we're not we we're there was a um a uh a teacher at uh palmer um dr burns he's no longer there but he always said you know you weren't born with too many organs and not enough drugs <laughs> and so um how true is that yeah yeah that's that's true there's no such thing as an adderall deficiency um, and as we know, maybe, maybe Adderall doesn't play as much of a role in this, but the data is pretty clear about Ritalin. I mean, one in four high school age uh, kids are on Ritalin. Um, you know, it's funny, man, this perfect storm that I ran, uh, last month. Um, and for anybody who's listening, we're running them every single month. It's the last Wednesday of the month for as long as we possibly can, because the message is so important. Um, I had a mom come up to me as a nurse. She's a real sweetheart. Um, she was referred to this workshop by a patient that I've been, well, the mom of a patient I've been taking care of for years, who is like probably one of the most difficult kids I've ever seen. He's super duper off. He was born at 24 weeks plus two days, super micro preemie. He had a bunch of methylation issues. He's got a mitochondrial dysfunctional issue and he's got a, I mean, obviously he's subluxated up the hill. He looks autistic, but you know, in this case, the kid's 
banging his head. He's, he's biting, he's stimming, he's doing all the things that autistic kids do anyway. So now obviously the kid looks completely unrecognizable. He's a normal neurotypical kid. Mom brings this nurse with her because she wants her to hear my message because her son is having some pretty significant attention problems um, to the point where his teachers are trying to potentially send him to a different school because he can't sit still and concentrate. They finally figured out a medication for this kid that mom said was completely life altering. And she comes up to me and she says, listen, I'd love to get my son checked. I want to get him scanned. I think he would do well under this care, but I don't want you to have, I don't want you to take him off this medication because the medication completely changed our lives. And my response is pretty clear. And I know how you would answer. I know how Tony would answer, you know, all of our Epic buddies. I know how they would answer. The answer is I have no desire to do any of that work. My, my, my purpose, my responsibility as a chiropractor is to remove interference the best of my ability and let see how he does with as little coaching Mm -hmm. from outside sources as possible. And ultimately what we like to do as chiropractors, what I like to do especially is I like to work alongside allied healthcare practitioners so that if we start to see things change and we do, they can, MDs can start to tighter our patients down off of the meds if they're unnecessary. That's the ultimate goal. I mean, we see this all the time, like every single one of my patients without fail, if they've been under care for long enough, will have that conversation with me where they'll be like, hey, I don't have to take my uh, cyclobenzaprine anymore, which is an anti or muscle relaxer. I don't have to take my like Oxycontin anymore. I don't have to take my Vicodin anymore. Um, I don't have to take my antidepressant anymore. I don't have to take blah, 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 blah. These are all anecdotal for sure. But when you have enough anecdotes from enough chiropractors, it starts to become statistically relevant. Um, in this kid's case, I have no doubt in my mind that he will do well under care because he's a perfect example of what we see and hopefully we'll be able to tighter him down off these meds uh, when his mom is ready. So um, I, I want you to talk a little bit, Mike, about what kinds of cases you are seeing in your office right now. Um, I think with a lot of parents that are listening, they hear me talk, they see the cases that I see, but they also want to know what other people are seeing so that they know that their kiddo could be helped or if they have a friend that could be helped, uh, we want to send them to an appropriate chiropractor. So um, tell us what you're seeing. So this time of the year, what we're seeing now is obviously a lot of, a lot of allergy issues popping up between, um, uh, between winter and spring. Um, it's typically where we get a lot of ear infection cases as well. I think we had two kiddos, um, two or three kids come to the office this week just with ear infections. Um, we started a couple kids this week with sensory issues. Sensory, I'm finding, is becoming more and more and more prevalent. Uh, and once again, it comes all the way back to birth history. You, 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 um, or birth trauma, I'm sorry, when you look at their history. Every single one of these kids, every single one stressful entrance into the world um, and also they skipped crawling as we know, that's a, that's a no go. Um, but sensory has been a huge in our practice lately. Um, autism, not so much. Um, we're going to push autism a little bit more this, this month because it's autism awareness month. Um, so we're going to, we're going to get out in the community and we're going to do a perfect storm as well in a couple of weeks. Um, but sensory has been a huge driver in our practice. Um, I would say probably 75% of kids that we've been starting within the past couple of months have been dealing with sensory issues. So, um, and one of them actually was in this morning and his dad's, his dad's a medical doctor and his mom's a, uh, nurse practitioner. Um, but 100% on board because, because what, because nothing else was working. 
Mm. Um, they they yeah. noticed some changes with, with OT, um, which we work incredibly well with OT. OTs, PTs, speech language pathologists, like we work incredibly well with those folks. But if you never remove the interference, you're treating symptoms. You're only gonna, you're going to hit a plateau. I'm so glad so, you said that. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Mike, because, you know, parents will ask me all the time, like, hey, we're already doing PT, we're already doing occupational therapy, we're already doing speech therapy. And as our mentor, Dr. David Jackson, talks about all the time, the response is, well, how's that working out for you? Right? I mean, right. I'm not saying that OTs <laughs> are not good practitioners. God, I know a ton of OTs that are really not kicking off right now. PTs are the same, yep. speech therapists are the same, child psychologists are the same. I, I get it. There's a lot on the front lines that are kicking butt, and these conditions are not easy to address. But as you said, and I want to put a huge emphasis on this, if the neurology is not clear, then you're always going to hit a plateau, right? It's kind of like if the plumbing isn't clear, uh, you're, you're going to have a backlog in sewage. Like that's essentially how the neurology works. Chiropractic care is the, it should be the first line of defense for removing all that neurological gain in the system so that when you go to PT, when you go to occupational therapy, when you go to these other allied healthcare providers, you will see extreme improvements in, in, uh, um, in the types of things that they're looking for. Um, I tell my patients all the time, like, don't stop what you're doing. Stay in PT, stay in occupational therapy, keep doing this work because you're going to see bigger improvements as a result of being under care here. Oh, totally. I mean, they work so, so well together. I mean, we, um, we have that video that we showed in the Perfect Storm Talk where essentially OTs, PTs, they, they're rebuilding the roadways. And then we as chiropractors are moving the roadblocks so that actually that good input can actually get to the brain um, and have a, have a good, good outcome. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I see a lot of allergies. I've been seeing a lot of ear infections this last couple of months. We got super bloom in California, so it's been, it's been crazy. Um, uh, even even my best chiropractic patients have had some challenges, so I'm seeing them a little bit extra right now just to make sure they stay unsubluxated. Um, so they respond so quick with ear infections, though. That's what I love. They do. You know, when you when you just when you when you explain the structure of what's happening in the upper part of the neck and the eustachian tube and and how that leads to eustachian tube dysfunction and and why you know most of these cases aren't bacterial cases. And we had a, one of our patients just finally brought her little girl in this past week. She's she's on her fifth round of antibiotics this year. Um, but, you know, her husband was a skeptic of chiropractic. So finally, they got to the fifth time of having an ear infection and fifth round antibiotics that she, uh, she brought her in. And immediately after her first adjustment a couple of days ago, things started draining. And she was in here yesterday, her second adjustment this week, and um, her ear no longer hurts. What do you know? Right. So, um, but she's still coming in. We, we still have her on a care plan. She's not done with care, as we know. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really incredible to uh, see the tone changes in these parents once they start seeing the, the effects. Yeah, it's almost like it, they, they come through day one with us. They come through day two with us. They sign their care plan. They sign their commitment to care. They go through care and then they get the desired result. And they're still surprised. They're like, what? <laughs> I mean, how many times has that happened to you in practice? It's, it's so funny because it, but it's not their fault, man. It's because they've been so conditioned to believe that if it's not allopathic, it's not real. So when something happens on the vitalistic yeah. spectrum, it's complete paradigm shift for them. It's experiential. So um, it's an awesome story, man. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're running a little bit long, Mike. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put a cap in this one, but, uh, thank you so much for spending uh, okay. your Friday afternoon with me. Um, why don't you tell everybody who is within earshot of you, how to get a hold of you and, um, have a book an appointment in your office. 
Yeah, just, just look us up online. Um, Adio Health Chiropractic, so ADIO Health Chiropractic, um, Boulder, Colorado. Um, you can follow us on social media and Instagram, on Facebook. Um, office number is uh, 720-636-6064. Um, if you call in to make an appointment, uh, just mention that you saw Dr. Dan and myself on uh, the Kiddo Podcast, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you the VIP pass, so it's 49 bucks, so save you a little bit of money to get in the door and see how we can help you and your family awesome awesome brother well i will see you in exactly one week from today and uh i hope it's sunny in minnesota man i hope it's sunny i'm a little worried after last year that i'm gonna get stuck but um all right boss well i'll see you soon thank you so much for your time hey man have a good day